0: Hello and welcome. This is the abbreviated West Virginia University podcast. I am Mike Casaza from earsports.com. Today is Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. We are in between the sixth and seventh games on the football schedule. And would you believe me if I told you today is National Mulligan Day? We will talk about the do-over the Mountaineers wish they had. But before we get to the end, let's start at the beginning. But even before we start, a quick shout-out to my friend Phil Kasky. Many of you know him. All of you should. Esteemed educator. Former WVU sports information employee. He's been teaching a sports management class at the university for many years now. Has come in once a year to talk to the students just about the business. The relationship between reporters and sports information employees about a wonderful book called Waiting for the Fall, which I think is relevant today for some reason. Something happened the other night I can't quite remember. Anyways, before we got started on Monday night at his class, you know how he introduced me? He said, this gentleman to my right hosts a podcast about WVU sports. Three talking points. One starts with a W, one starts with a V, one starts with a U. Can't believe it actually caught on proof right there. The W today stands for we, as in we lost that game. That is the Mountaineer mantra after the events Thursday night in Houston. And that's interesting, don't you think? You say that and it sounds a little pompous. We lost that game. And that's something that a team that has accomplished a whole lot gets to say and probably still doesn't get away with. That's obviously not WVU, but I get it. When a team does everything it can to erase an 11-point deficit in the final half of the final quarter and then lets it all get away in a Hail Mary, yeah, you probably lost that one. But to say you lost indicates you weren't beaten. And if you look at the stat sheet, you would think West Virginia won. The visitors had all the advantages that are synonymous with a WVU style of play, a WVU style of win. And to say you lost, that means you weren't beaten. It means you're better than what happened. And this is an important stance because this is an important intersection for the Mountaineers. They can say, you know what? Our record, yeah, maybe it does have a lot to do with our schedule. Maybe it's about the pick quarterback and the Texas Tech drop touchdown pass and the TCU missed field goals. Maybe we're not quite as good as our record indicates. Maybe things are catching up. Or you can do what the Mountaineers are doing, which is saying that their way is the right way. And if they just did it better on Thursday, they win that game. Up to this point, when they play their game, they win. When they don't play their game, they don't hit their moves, they lose. But don't overlook the big part here. The first word. The W. We. We lost the game, but we indicates that it's not the quarterback losing his head or the DBs botching a tip. It's not a running back dropping a touchdown pass or a safety giving up scores. It's not one person, one player, one assistant, one side of the ball. It's a collective effort. And we keeps everyone together, which is an important status right now. The V stands for volatility. That is the word that comes to mind when we talk about a 2023 game between West Virginia and Oklahoma State. These were bottom dwellers in the preseason poll that are spending more time at the top than we predicted. Both of these coaches have, let's say, been in the crosshairs this season. I think of Mike Gundy. I think of, like, a pair of jeans. You know, you need to change your style, get something new. And there he was. He made the changes. Used to look good. People were envious. And then everybody started getting these jeans. And now you see all different variations of styles. Not unique anymore. And they just don't look as fresh or fit as good. They're not for every occasion. Starting to look a little worn. You entertain some thoughts about maybe sending them away. But then like a vintage phase or a retro phase hits and you remember why they were so cool before. The Cowboys were cooked, I don't know, what, a month ago? Lost badly at home to South Alabama and then gave up a ton of offense to Iowa State. Now say what you want about Mike Gundy and we have, we can, we probably still will. But that coach has been around the block and is more than capable of figuring things out. Now in back-to-back weeks after an open week. He's beaten the ranked Kansas State and Kansas in back to back outings. Survived the defense, pieced together the offense. Is this the third best team in the Big 12? Maybe. And weren't we just asking this about the Mountaineers? Remember, they had a very nice four game winning streak and a 2 0 start to conference play, but volatility struck. Just had a gut punch loss and extra time to stew. Mike Gundy rebounded. Neil Brown has to do the same, and this is vital. Because these are the two teams that played the four Big 12 newcomers. Scheduling advantage, right? Not just that. The Cowboys play all four plus Oklahoma in the final five games. In the final five games for West Virginia, three of the new Big 12 teams, Baylor and Oklahoma. This is a leapfrog game. Finally, the U is four, unfortunately, because unfortunately, You're going to have to look back at that Hail Mary one more time, especially after the way the Mountaineers defended the way they defended that pass. If you haven't already, you can read Brown's comments from his news conference on Monday on our website now. If you don't want to, I don't blame you. He said that the Mountaineers do have a Hail Mary package, they just haven't been practicing it because of injuries which would mean that West Virginia is not capable of practicing a defense against the Hail Mary because of Trey Lathan and Aubrey Burks okay now maybe that's because they don't want a replacement getting hurt in a practice rep I don't know Brown also said there are no offensive skill position players on the Hail Mary defense because he stopped doing that many years ago in fact he pointed to the Miami Miracle in 2018 if you don't remember Miami Dolphins had 69 yards to go to beat the New England Patriots. Short pass, a couple of laterals, and a running back beats Rob Gronkowski across the goal line. And all of a sudden, you can't have skill position players on the field. I guess that makes some sense if it's a long field. the same reason that some teams won't kick a long field goal. They don't want a return man catching the ball in the end zone and then running with his return team against the field goal unit. But the curveball here is that West Virginia wasn't defending a long field. West Virginia had contributed to a short field. Made sure of that with first the penalty on Garrett Green, then the squib kick and the 18 yard return, and then the seven yard gain, the check down on first down. But fine. West Virginia doesn't have that in the repertoire, so you're not going to put, you know, Cole Taylor and Devin Carter out there on a whim. Brown also said they were in their normal defense, which just does not seem to be true. Personnel was two defensive linemen, two pandits, and two spears. That's just not ordinary. Not the best way to contest any pass, whether that's a short one or a long one. And Brown and defensive coordinator Jordan Leslie both said they had their best leapers on the team on the field. Those players happen to be on defense too. And that might be hard to believe or hard to accept when you consider heights. But they were adamant about their record keeping that they had available. And Leslie said that Hershey McLaurin is the best man for the job. He just missed time to jump. Maybe practice cures that in the future. But maybe the beginning runs to the end. Mountaineers didn't get beat. It is lost. So there you have it. Words are important. A victory is needed. And unlucky endings are not to be expected.